Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we bring back Adrian Maderer for round two. After chatting in our first episode, he and I just had so much more to talk about. We signed us up a second interview where we chatted more about food and fitness. Definitely more of a casual conversation, but sit back, relax, and enjoy a great conversation about some great places to eat in town, some great ways to stay fit while doing it. So we're back here with Adrian Madero. How's it going today, Adrian? Very good. Very good. It's been a busy week, but uh, busy is good. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to touch base on the other two parts of the uh, the triple F here, fashion and food. So let's uh, hop right into it. Um, Rumor has it you are quite the foodie yourself. Would you say so? Well, I enjoy food very much. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if I am a foodie by definition, but I do enjoy food. And uh, I try to try a lot of new stuff. Me growing up in Mexico, I experienced very different kind of food that you guys experience here in the States. Uh, basically, I, I grew up just having great food in my home every day since I was really young. My mom is a great cook. And in Mexico, it's really common to have a cook in your house, uh, like a maid that does cleaning and cooking all around. So she also was a great cook. So I had two top-notch cooks in my house whenever I, for my whole childhood. And then I realized that I was used to really good food whenever I went uh, to boarding school. And I started eating cafeteria food, and it was horrible. That is a moment. That was the moment I realized, like, you know what? I am a foodie. I enjoyed really good food. It's not. It's not easy for me to just go and have like a regular frozen pizza with French fries, and I can't. <laughs> what would be a classic Mexican food for you guys? Like, if any American would say, "Oh, you know, tacos, quesadilla, stuff like that," like anything you get from Taco Bell. I'm sure that's not what you guys were eating every day. Or with the uh, quote-unquote good food at home with uh, two top chefs? Well, really different because um, Mexican food is extremely elaborate. Mm -hmm. And there are so many varieties. Food from the north is really meat and steak-oriented. Meat, uh, and sorry, food from the west, it's uh, a lot of fresh seafood cooked like lime lime and lemon-based. They don't don't really... uh, cook it with uh with fire it's like really fresh and raw mm-hmm. or only cooked with lemon uh shrimp and scallops uh and then if you go more to the south is the typical uh tacos that you see but then in the in the peninsula it's a really different variety so there's a lot of food that are are that you get in some regions and you don't get in all mexico something in common that we have is tacos tacos everywhere but there are so many different types of tacos different types of tortillas. The flour tortillas are only eaten in the north. Mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, burritos are from where I'm from. And nobody else in Mexico, they eat burritos. 
Really? So people think that burritos are like this national thing in Mexico. It's not. The chimichanga is not a thing. You cannot get a chimichanga in Mexico. <laughs> so a typical, like something that I would say like really, really traditional Mexican food, it's uh, something called mole, which is usually they put it, it's a sauce, but they put it on top of chicken okay. with, with white rice. And mole consists of a bunch of uh, spices, a bunch of peppers and chocolate. So it sounds really spicy and weird, but it's not spicy at all. It's actually kind of sweet because it has chocolate. It's really good. It is something out of this world. And you can actually get it in some places here in Chicago. It's really good. Yeah, I've, I've used it before too. I worked in a, like a cafeteria restaurant in school. And one day a week we'd have mole sauce given out and people would go crazy for it. And I would ask like my boss who was like a chef. I'm like, why are people going nuts about this? Because I didn't know much about food back then. He's like, this is kind of like a specialty like down in Mexico. So when we have it, people go crazy about it. Kind of like people go crazy for guacamole at Chipotle or Cuto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's mole is fantastic. And my, my, my mom's mole is the best. But my go-to dish whenever I go back home, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's called entomatadas, which is uh, you get corn tortilla. And then you fry it just a little bit. You put chicken inside. You roll it like almost like a burrito. But then you put tomato sauce and cheese on top. It's delicious. I love it. Every time I go back home, I eat like a dozen of those. <laughs> I think every time I go home, my mom says she cooks me my favorite meal. And every time it's different. I'm like, where, where are you getting this list of things that's my favorite? Like just because I asked for it. When you say, what do you want for dinner? When I come home randomly for like my birthday or another like holiday, doesn't mean it's my favorite. It just means I haven't made it myself in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least at least you're getting home cooked meal. Exactly. Exactly. So, did you learn a lot from um, kind of chefs in your household? Do you do a lot of cooking at home yourself, or what's kind of the situation there? Uh, to be honest with you, I appreciate good food. I love helping in the kitchen, but I don't have the gift. I don't have. What it, what it takes to, to create a dish that is well-presented and well-flavored and well-based all around and balanced, I, I don't have it. To be honest with you, to, to make it short, I'm not good in the kitchen. <laughs> I suck at cooking. Yeah, I mean, I actually like cooking a lot. Um, I've had made a couple different dishes myself where I've kind of um, just kind of played around with different recipes and served them at like potlucks or when I have friends over for dinner. I'm like, this is so good. How did you make this up? I'm like... I just took different flavors that I like, threw stuff together, and like hope for the best. I mean, I've definitely screwed up enough times in the kitchen where you know had to throw the meal out because it's so terrible. I think so the first time I tried to do beer battered fish, I just took a Miller Lite, poured it over the entire fish, and just like threw it in the oven. And I looked up online, like not even close to what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're trying new stuff. I, I gave up. I gave up years ago. <laughs> So where are some of your go-to spots uh, in Chicago? If you want like maybe something reminiscent of uh, some home food, where would you go? So whenever I feel like a little bit of nostalgia, I go to Pilsen to a place called Los Comales. It's a really traditional taco joint uh, that has really authentic flavors. But depending on what, um, on what I'm looking for, uh, if I'm looking for sushi, I got two places. Mm -hmm. uh, one, a little bit more upscale, kind of cool for cocktails and hanging out at night. Has a really good atmosphere. It's called Momotaro. It's in the West Loop. Okay, yeah. Uh, but my completely, absolute favorite one, it's this really small place. It's called Toro Sushi. It's incredible. It's BYOB. 
the place it's super small no reservations it's uh it, it there's like maybe it sits like maybe 10 people uh no i'm i'm exaggerating maybe 20 20 people it's really small it's in, it's around lincoln park uh but the quality of the sushi it's incredible it is so good i love that place and if you want a good place for good cocktails i would say mezcaleria las flores it's in logan square the they're ex, they have a mixologist there that trained uh, was trained in mexico city in one of the best uh cocktail joints there so she actually mixes drinks in really weird ways and has this because she's american but she was trained there so she brings all this bourbon and old-fashioned knowledge and mixes that with mezcal and traditional flavors like hibiscus flour and all that so she just does this extremely fresh drinks and uh mezcal it's it's a new alcohol it's a new liquor that people are drinking a lot it's a new trend in mexico has been uh it's been in for years but now it seems to be like the bell of the ball everybody wants to drink with mezcal and uh the best mezcal cocktails i've had by far even in mexico uh are in Mezcalería Las Flores in Logan Square. It's so good. That's right, Bobby. So I should definitely check it out. I will not be getting a Mezcal drink. <laughs> I had Mezcal You're once. Sick. I went to a really fun place called uh, Circa 1880 in Milwaukee, and they had a Mezcal drink. I just got the recommendation from the mixologist, and I took like one sip. I'm like, okay, whatever. I just kind of don't like it. Maybe I'll get used to it. And the third one, I was just like, I really can't take like the smoky flavor of it. And they just took it back, no questions asked, and gave me something else like in exchange. I'm like... This is so incredibly nice. Like you go somewhere classy, they totally respect your like preferences, and it's like totally worth it. So much it, different than ordering a beer at the sports bar and say you don't like it, and they like charge you for both of them. <laughs> yeah, of course, and, and and actually, you you hit it right in the butt because it's it's uh it's the smokiness of the mezcal. It's uh it's almost the same process as tequila. Mm-hmm. It has a uh, um. It's just made with a different agave. Tequila is a blue agave, and mezcal, it's very, uh, you can make it out of various agaves, but the most famous one is called Espadín. Uh, so it's really smoky. It has, it's a really rich drink. And to start slow, it, some people might find it a little bit weird to taste at the beginning if they're not used to it, but to start slow with a good cocktail, it's, uh, you can ask for a uh, Moscow mule. Mm-hmm. But instead of, of uh, vodka, you can put mezcal. So it's called a mezcal meal. It is incredible. You can feel the smokiness, but it's really light kind of drink, really fresh, really refreshing. It's a really good way to start. But if you want to drink mezcal the real way, the right way, you got to have worm salt, which is a dried worm. So it's almost like beef jerky, but kind of cut into, chopped into really small pieces, okay. mixed mix with salt and pepper. And, uh, and then you get a orange slice and you drink it straight. So mezcal with worm salt and an orange, that's how you drink mezcal. And it's, uh, the, the orange, the, the, the citrus of the orange brings out the flavor of the mezcal. And if you're drinking a good mezcal, it's fantastic. I might have to give that a try. That sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we should do we should do that one time. For sure. I, I love kind of exploring places like that around town, you know. You like people say the small places that have a little bit of fame up and coming, they're always the fun places for me to check out. Especially when there's some backstory. It's not just, 
hey, this like restaurant company that owned 20 restaurants just opened this other one. Come check it out. You have to wait like 40 minutes just to get a spot at the bar. Those kind of places like don't entertain me that much. Like I'm sure they put together great things, great drinks, whatever. But going there for kind of the experience and learning about the backstory is more fun for me. Of course. Actually, speaking of hidden gems, there's a... There's this place that I, I came across because one of my friends, he's the biggest foodie in the world. And um, have you ever heard of Green Street Smoke Meats? No, I've not. Okay, it's this huge place in Green Street in the in the West Loop, Randolph and Green. And uh, it's a huge barbecue place. It's really popular. So under there in the basement, there's a place called High Five. That one sits like maybe 15 persons. That's it. Um, there's a huge lineup for that because it's, it's really trendy right now, but there's only, it's only a door. You see a black door, no signs ever anywhere. You just see like a handprint of a high five there. So you basically go high five there. There's huge stairs that go to this, basically this basement mm -hmm. and you get there and there, it's this really bad lit place. You can't see much. They only have two drinks. They only have like three ramen. It's a ramen place. They only have like three types of ramen and they're playing extremely loud 90s hip hop. <laughs> so like late 80s, early 90s hip hop. So Tupac, Biggie, it's, it's crazy. It's a great atmosphere. They have like frozen drinks that you, you have there. They only have like four or five types of beer, but it's so good. The menu, it's super short. It's super small. But whatever you order there, it is incredible. It's called High Five Ramen. You should hit that place as soon as you can. It is really good. Yeah, that is definitely. my that is, that is the typical place that whenever my friends come and visit, they want to go to the tourist traps, Michael Jordan Steakhouse, and here and there. And I'm I don't have anything against it. They're great places, but I always say like, you know what? I'm gonna take you to this great place in the West Loop. It's this new up and coming area. Kind of explain a little bit of history of there, and I take them there. It's a great atmosphere. They love it. Yeah, I've probably walked by Michael Jordan's Steakhouse like 200 times because I always do work like in that Starbucks right there in the Intercontinental, but I've never eaten there. It's like there's so many things on the list of like the tourist traps I haven't even done. I've been in Chicago like a year and a half. People are like, what have you been doing? I'm like exploring all the hidden places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's more fun. And actually, if you're walking around there and you get extremely hungry, right across the street, there's a place called the Purple Pig. Mm -hmm. It is kind of, it is really famous, but it's kind of like a Mexican tourist trap. All the Mexicans want to go there. It's like a huge deal in Mexico, that restaurant. And uh, to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite ones. It is incredible. It's like Mediterranean Greek with uh, a little bit of some mix. I don't know from where, but it's fantastic. Great food there. The place has like a shared seating, right? Where like you have to sit with other people. Yes, they, they have uh, like maybe five or six tables that sit around 10 person. So if you go party of two, they, they're going to put you there and then party of three right next to you in the same table. Yeah, it's going to be like so interesting. Like um, I, I remember a story a friend of mine told me that she went to a restaurant and the restaurant sat her ex-boyfriend right next to her at the table next to her. <laughs> Oh so my god! Had dinner like next to her ex-boyfriend. I was like, oh, how terrible would that be? I, I can't imagine like sitting at a communal table and just maybe like one having like, a private conversation. And the person next to you goes, "Oh, hey, that's interesting. I have like always opinion about that. Like, 
excuse me, sir, no, this is our conversation. <laughs> yeah, that mu- that must have been awkward. That must have been really awkward. <laughs> yeah, so what are some of your go-to lunch spots in town? Obviously, you're working in the loop. Um, do you have anything in the, in the loop that you recommend going to for lunch spots? That'd be worth checking out. I have, um, right at the top of my head, I have two places. Uh, there's one in Randolph, not where all the hotspots are. It's like maybe two blocks before. It's called Avec. Uh, it's like a, also a Mediterranean place. It's, uh, really good. They have some really good sandwiches, but I go there because they serve dates Mm -hmm. filled with chorizo and bacon. And that is just incredible. Avec is my go-to place. Whenever I have a little bit of a... Uh, more than an hour for lunch because if I'm in a hurry, I'm not going to be able to make it. If I'm kind of in a hurry, a really good joint, uh, it's, well, it's, it's actually in block 37. It's, uh, this huge food court called Latinicity. It's, uh, it's a place that you basically go there. They give you it like, uh, this kind of card and you just go and, and grab maybe you sample one taco, you sample a little bit of ceviche. It's all Latin food, but also kind of mixed because you get like sushi, you get salad, but always with this Latin touch. And uh, so you can get half portions or, or really small portions. So you can try a lot. You just swipe your card and they give you everything. And at the end, you swipe your card and you pay your balance. It's a really cool place. It's actually uh, – the first concept the chef does like that, uh, his name is Richard Sandoval. He's got, I think, north of 60 or 70 restaurants. He's got uh, a couple of restaurants here in Chicago, and uh, he tried that out. And uh, it's working pretty well. It's pretty well run. I'm actually impressed because it's this giant place, and you get hundreds of people eating at the same time. And the service is really good. The food is incredible. And you can get in and out in 20 minutes. So that is actually one of my favorite spots to go have good food, uh, but a quick bite. It's it's really good. Yeah, that's like so important. Like the, I make note of those kind of places for lunch. Like people always ask if you meet someone for a business lunch or meet a friend for lunch. Like where do you want to go? And you know nothing wrong with going to like the Chipotle's or the Subways of the world for lunch, but it's just like you, you kind of want somewhere where you actually have like the good food and can experience like spending time with the person you're with. I was just kind of grabbing something and going back to the office and keep working. I try to like check out from work whenever I grab my lunch. Okay? I don't like to work through it, so you need to kind of let that check out. So having some food that I really enjoy, I have a chance to kind of sit down and relax, but also keep it to like a short lunch, you know, under under a half hour, under an hour, it just seems so optimal. Yeah, and actually this place serves the purpose perfectly because it's right at the loop, really well located. It's a couple of blocks from my store, so I can just walk there really quick grab a quick bite and everything is the, the the whole menu is designed by chef richard sandoval and he he's incredible i think all of the there's a new hotel called the conrad uh and it has three restaurants and all of the restaurants are his concept so it's he's got a pretty big name behind him so uh, that place it's 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 uh it's guaranteed to be good nice do you have any preferences or um, preferred restaurants that are non-ethnic, like non-Latin, non-Mediterranean. Seems like you have a track record of really liking those ones. Do you like any American ones? You know, like pizza or pizza <laughs> or <Yeah>. Italian? <laughs> I've always been a huge steak guy. I love a good steak, but I had no idea what a good steak was until I came to Chicago. I was blind, and then I saw the light, man. Uh, there's so many good places here. To be honest with you, 
Gibsons, Bavettes, the Chicago Cut, they all have like their own special cut and their special um, just steak that it, it's, it's incredible. I can't get enough. In the Chicago Cut, I always go for the ribeye. It's incredible. In uh, Bavettes, the bone-in ribeye, it's really good. But in Gibson's, there is a hidden gem in the menu. Gibson's is, you know, really classic restaurant from here. A lot of history behind it. Uh, typical steakhouse. But there's a really cheap burger that you can get for about, I think it's, well, it's not a cheap burger, but compared to the rest of the menu, it comes really cheap. It's about an $11 burger. It's called the Sandwich King or something like that. It is really good. It has like peppers uh, that are like grilled. It's really good. That is like my go-to place if I want to get a, a, a high-end burger. That or Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this. I've tried so – I love a huge burger fan. And I always kind of get like the exotic ones. And so like, I was thinking about there's so many places in town where people argue, oh, it's the best, whatever. So I was thinking about doing an episode where I just kind of compare all these burgers. I'm like, I would have to eat a burger like every day for like a month just to compare like enough where people would say, oh, why don't you try this one? But I don't think my body could handle a burger a day for a month. <laughs> yeah, that will be like replicating the Super Size Me documentary. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? There's, there's a couple of places that I don't go often uh, because the line is incredibly long. But there's this place called Avec. Have you been there? I have not, no. Okay, Avec. Uh, I don't know if this is accurate or not. Don't quote me, but it's supposed to be the best burger in the world, according to a couple of magazines. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's right at the West Loop. Uh, same place in Randolph. And that place, I've been there maybe eight times. I've only eaten there three times. The other five times... The line was about two and a half, three hours, so I said no. It is incredibly successful. People love it. They can't get enough of it. I don't know what the, the, the whole deal is. I do I, – I, I might get a lot of hate mail because of this, but <laughs> I do get that the burger is incredible, but it's too greasy for my taste. But to be honest with you, the whole experience – Maybe it's because I only ate it after the fourth time I went there, and the first three times was a swing and miss because it was too long of a wait. So I overhyped it myself. The burger is really good, but there is a dish there that is a bone marrow with like a jelly of cheek, cheekbone jelly or something like that. It's incredible. That is one of the most delicious things I've eaten in my life. So whenever I go to Avec, it's to eat the bone marrow. <laughs> <laughs> I do get the burger, but I always end up feeling too greasy. It's too much because the burger – the place is called Avec because Avec, um, it's, a, it's an expression. No, not Avec. I'm sorry. Au Cheval. I'm sorry. I, I got confused. It's called Au Cheval, which means uh, on horseback, mm -hmm. on horseback. So that's the way they serve the burger to you. It's like a huge patty with bacon, huge thick-cut bacon, and then – on horseback, it means that it has an egg on top. So it has a, a fried egg on top. Yeah, one of my buddies who lives in Madison, I'd say every time he's down here, he always wants to go to Ocheval. And, like, I've never gone with him. I just have never made, I chose to take, make the wait. I always known there's, like, a long wait for it. Like, I moved down here a year and a half ago. My brother didn't even come to, like, my 
uh, housewarming party because they had plans to go to Ocean Hall. Like, it was, like, pre-planned. It was, like, 10 of us are going. We're going to wait our three hours. We're going to have dinner at, like, 10 o'clock at night on, like, a Saturday night. And, like, <laughs> I, I saw him that next week. Like, how was he? was, well, we had fun. We just went to the bar next door, hung out. Like, you're with good friends. But, like, the burger, like he said, it was, like, super greasy. But he enjoys that kind of stuff. For me, I don't like getting kind of my hands, like, too dirty and, like, stuff, like, squirting everywhere. I have a really bad, like, habit of, like, stuff accidentally getting all over me. Like, I've dropped, like, sushi into my, like, soy sauce, and then splashes all over my shirt before we go to a show. So I'm, like, an absolute idiot the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I prefer to kind of, like, have something that I, I can kind of handle. Or something kind of greasy all over the place, especially on a date or out with, like, friends isn't exactly the, the greatest thing you want to do. Well, well, this might not be the place for you because you're going to get grease all over your hands for sure. But for a place that calls themselves the best burger in the world, you got to try it so you can create an opinion and just discuss about it. Because a lot of people actually say it is the best one. And if you don't want the weight, I think they have another place called Small Cheval instead mm -hmm. of All Cheval Small. And uh, it's in Wicker Park and they only serve the burger. I don't know if they serve it in a different way or not. But it's by the same group. It's uh, it's it's the same restaurant, just like a smaller version, like to go version. Uh, never been there, but apparently it's the same thing, just just the burger. I'm guessing, yeah, it's probably just the burger, like to go kind of situation. I'm I'm guessing like Oshawa has like the different kind of toppings and uh, yes, like, different presentations and stuff like that. I think if the small Oshawa is probably a window walk up kind of situation. Yeah, something like that. Awesome. With all this like food and eating and things of that nature, you got to be able to stay put in your, your suits. So obviously you're probably big into fitness, right? Yeah. Well, I, uh, as you know, I do custom ma uh, menswear. Everything I wear is custom suits. So I cannot fluctuate in weight because everything is tailored to the body I had two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I do a lot of sports. I am not the biggest fan of going to the gym. I try to exercise in different ways. So, for example, I always ride my bicycle to work. And I play soccer about two times a week. It's not enough. So I squeeze in maybe racquetball once a week, once every two weeks with one of my buddies. And I need to go to the gym three times a week at least just for discipline. To keep uh, you gotta be lean, you gotta be active, and whenever I it, it I hit like two or three days without going to the gym or exercising, I start feeling like real weird, like wrong. There's something missing, so I need that that adrenaline and just going to the gym, half an hour, one hour tops, and and just calling it a day. But yeah, I'm I'm a big soccer fan. That's my thing. Wait, I used to play a lot growing up. Um, I was actually pretty good like for my, my league. Um, I played three-on-three -three tournament, and in back-to-back -back years, I was kind of like the quote-unquote hero. We had, uh, for the Constellation Championship Games, um, I ended up making the only goal in the overtime shootout in three-on-three, -three, where you just kind of like shot from a calf field. I was the only person of the six shooters to make it, so I ended up getting the Constellation Championship, headed out to regionals, and then the year, next year after that, I had made the uh, winning kind of like move and then passed my friend to score the winning goal in overtime too. And people were like, wow, you're like so good. Like, you should like go play high school. And I'm like, okay, maybe. But then my mom decided to stop taking me my games, made me quit. <laughs> so eighth grade, my dreams were crushed. 
your dreams were crushed by your mom, man. You were you were a clutch player. Important <laughs> moments. But it's a ton of fun. Do you um do you follow Premier League or what what leagues do you follow? Well, I follow every league, but my heart is in La Liga because uh, Real Madrid plays there. So that is my go-to team. I suffer and I I'm really happy whenever they win, but I suffer most of the time because lately Barcelona has been killing it. Mm-hmm. But since the last couple of years, I'm a really happy man because we hit back-to-back Champions League uh, championships and now La Liga uh, championship that we hadn't won that since Mourinho's third year. So it has been a while. So now I am a really complete Real Madrid happy fan. This was all about me. It's like all about having fun. I, I, I've had that urge all the time just to go do something active. Like I can't, I sit in an office like all the time and I do work on a computer when I come home. I have to get out at some point during the day and just kind of like break a sweat. It's it's so important. And like my, my grandma set that example. She just turned 84 and she still walks like hours every day at the mall like in Milwaukee where she lives. And she's so active, lives by herself, drives her own car, whatever. 84 and super active. And all she does is go for walks. So for wow. me, I try to stay motivated. Just do a little bit of something every day to break a sweat, just to stay active. You don't need to be in the gym for three hours, putting on all this muscle. Like, it's great for people who do, but it's for me, it's just like not a lifestyle I want to live. I just want to kind of be active and enjoy different parts of life. I don't need to be perfect in any way. Yeah, for me, it's just staying lean, being fit. That's it. It's uh, I, I don't want to change my body uh, posture because and my complexion because... I don't want another suit to to not fit. <laughs> I don't want to cha- I don't want to change my whole wardrobe. Everything fits perfect, so I don't want to change my body type. But at the same time, you got to be still performing in soccer because to be honest with you, still it's only rec leagues and intermediate leagues whatever that I play here, but the the spirit of the spirit of being competitive never went off, never went away. So you always want to win and you want to perform to your best ability. So to be honest with you, I, I, I work out. I, I do my leg, leg day and my chest day and everything just thinking of Monday and Friday whenever I play soccer. Do you kind of talk to people about that when they're coming looking at um, suits for you? Like are they looking to like alter their body in any way, like lose weight, gain weight, etc.? Um, does that kind of come into play when you're working with uh, potential customers? Oh, of course. That conversation needs to be uh, needs to be touched because I, I one question I ask is, do you work out? Do you fluctuate in weight? Uh, are you in your high weight and your low weight? Are you bulking up? Uh, a lot of everybody is going to tell you like, well, right now I'm, 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 I'm trying to lose weight. So I'm in the process. I'm going to be a little bit skinnier whenever my my suit comes in next month. Uh, so that we don't really believe <laughs> because everybody <laughs> says that. Uh but uh, whenever a really athletic guy comes in and he says that he's bulking up, we take that into consideration. Uh, a couple of guys came in and said like they were in a really strict diet. They wanted to drop like 20 pounds in the next uh, six months. Uh, so we take that into consideration as well. And also um, our high-end suits are guaranteed fit for six months. So whenever your suit comes in, you have a fitting. And then if you, if you lost some weight in the next couple of months and you have a high-end fabric, we can alter it uh, for you so it so it fits your your new body. Yeah, I mean, I've like fluctuated like a little bit. I remember a couple of years ago, I was on like Christmas vacation when I was in college with my family, and you know, sitting around with my family eating kind of constantly for a week. I wanted to buy some new pants, 
and the guy like sized me up and he told me kind of like a, an inch larger than I usually get in my, in my suit pants. And he tells you that, like, he's obviously right, because he knows he's talking about, like, no, can you give me a size smaller? He's like, why? I'm like, I didn't work out, like, all week. I'm going to lose this inch back. And he like, just didn't listen to me, right? He just, whatever. He doesn't know me from Adam. And then, then I get my pants. I'm like, oh, these are a little bit too big when I fit it. He goes, what happened? I'm like, I got back into my regiment of, like, eating right. <laughs> yeah, eating right like, and eating working out. puts in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. But it's, um, to be honest with you, People fluctuate from different places. Uh, whenever I start like being a little bit lazy, not eating the right way, my the, the part that gets bigger in me, it's not really the belly. It's more like the the back. It's my it's in, in like in my love handles right there. People, or some people even get fat in the the cheeks or in in the neck or in the front part of the belly other people in the legs or in the seat area so it all depends in in what you eat basically uh how your body is performs and 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 how and how how you gain weight yeah that makes like a ton of sense to me so what you're saying is eat what you want enjoy life in moderation stay fit come to your store buy some suits and everyone's happy (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. Actually, uh, Vincent Theriol, the, the founder of Sur Masur, my partner, he's, uh, we, we, we always make fun because both of my partners are big time basketball players. Mm-hmm. They played in, uh, they are from Canada, but both of them played in, uh, North Carolina. They are really good basketball players. They, they still play. Um, they, they love the sport. Uh, so we relate a lot in that they in basketball, me in, uh, in soccer, we're still really competitive and we love the sport. So we always say, work hard, play hard, take care in between. That's all you got to do. That's such a good motto. That's such a good motto. Awesome. This is a, a great little chat. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Well, basically, that's my, my, my goodbye speech. Work hard, play hard, take care in between. Awesome. Thanks, Adrian. JP, have a good one. This is a fun episode for sure to record. Adrian and I just hit it off so well. Uh, so when we first met uh, at the Black Tie Gala, it was actually a ton of fun. Uh, we came, quickly became friends and obviously had a lot of the same interests. So I figured I'd just throw it up in here on a podcast to hear more about his take on what it's like to be here in Chicago and enjoying the uh, fashion, fitness, and food scene. So hope you guys enjoyed both episodes here, part one and part two, with Adrian Madeira. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. StakeHall is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then at the end of the word doesn't want to pay up and says, bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with StakeHall. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L.io. Or go to the iOS 
and iOS Store and download them. Stay calm. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 